0: Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm going to be responding to a letter that I received from the mother of a -a three-and-a-half-year-old who's resisting using the toilet. The mother suspects that he knows when he has to go, but he insists he's too young and he just can't do it. But this mom is worried that her son's behavior is becoming entrenched. Okay, here's the letter I received. Hello, Janet. I love your books and parenting approach so much. It has changed everything with me and my youngest two children. My three-and-a-half-year-old son is very resistant to using the toilet or potty. He says he's just a baby and he can't do it. We have had several failed attempts where he just wets and soils himself and will then deny that he's done so. He doesn't get in trouble when he does this. We just say, oh, dear, never mind. We'll try again next time. I try to keep it low-key with no drama. But we're not getting anywhere, and I'm worried that his view that this is not for him is becoming more and more entrenched. He will even lie about what has happened. It's just water, mummy. Someone spilled a drink. I'm actually quite impressed with his inventiveness. But I can't help but feel I'm missing something. I'm pretty sure he knows when he needs to go. For instance, when he's in the bath, he will pause and look down before he pees. His older brother is autistic and has only just learned to use the toilet independently at age five. I'm wondering if that is having an impact in some way. Please help. Any suggestions gratefully received. Okay, so this is an issue that I'm commonly asked about. Uh, and commonly the subject of my consultations, I wrote a post called, I'm not sure how many reasons kids don't need toilet training. I can't remember how many reasons, but I share a lot of details in that post. But the main issue is our children's awareness, our children's (laughs) incredible awareness, and also the need at two and three years old, and four years old, actually, to resist our agenda. This is, as I've said in other podcasts and many of my posts and my books, it is an essential part of development toward more autonomy. To say, this is what you want and I want something different, this is me. So it's healthy for children to resist our agendas. It is part of the way that they also in the teenage years that they, you know, individuate and emancipate themselves, separate from us uh, in terms of their view of self. So it's very positive, but it can definitely get in our way if we have an agenda around something like toilet training. So what this mother is saying is that Her son is very resistant to using the toilet or potty. Now, just saying that he's resistant indicates that she is taking this on as her project, that this is something she's supposed to make happen. And, you know, her son definitely knows this as children do. So she's trying to get him to go along with her agenda and he's resisting. Well, that's what children do. Again, it's developmentally appropriate to resist our agendas. The answer to this Around something like toilet learning, especially, that we really do not control. You know, we cannot force this to happen. The answer is to not have an agenda, not have an agenda around this, to really trust our child and allow this to be their agenda in their time, to really give them all the power in this situation and just letting them know that we believe in them, we trust them, we know they're going to do it when they're ready. So this boy is saying he's just a baby and he can't do it. I would not question that. You don't feel ready to do it. That's okay. You want to be a baby. That's fine. There are a lot of reasons that children feel like they want to stay being a baby. One of them is if there is a baby in the house or a younger sibling, you know, this part of them, this push-pull in them, one of the, one of those sides is saying, just be a baby, just be dependent, be taken care of, and all of this. The other side of them is saying, branch out, you know, be your own person. So it's a very conflicting time. And that's why it's called the terrible twos. And, you know, Magda Gerber called it the terrific twos. But it's, it's a very torn time in development. So just a baby is something I would totally trust and honor as an indication that he's not ready to do it. That's pretty clear. Now this mother says, we've had several failed attempts. Again, attempts. I wouldn't attempt this. I would let children attempt this in their way and time. Uh, Attempts where he just wets and soils himself and will then deny that he's done so. Well, children deny things because they know that they're disappointing us. And that's not comfortable. So they deny it, you know. And again, we don't want to have that relationship with our children where they're not telling us the truth because... Uh, the truth doesn't feel safe or comfortable. So she says he doesn't get in trouble when he does this, which is great. We just say, oh, dear, never mind. We'll try again next time. Now, that's really, you know, gentle and soft way to, to say that. But I think there's no doubt in the child's mind that this is, you know, a failure on their part. And in, in the parent's mind, that's a disappointment. Well, you you couldn't do it. You didn't do it. And I wanted you to do it. It's much more um, empowering for a child to feel like they trust me, they don't want me to do something and I'm not ready to do, emotionally ready to do maybe, and then one day I'm going to do it. They're going to be, whoa, you did it and, and excited about that instead of like, okay, you finally did it and I've been wanting you to do it all this time. You know, that doesn't build confidence What builds confidence is allowing children to achieve these uh, developmental stages in their way and time. So this parent says, "Um, I try to keep it low-key with no drama. That's excellent. But again, children are reading between the lines. They're picking up the subtleties. They're picking up our feelings about things. The slightest disappointment we have about what they're doing, they're going to know. Um, maybe not every child is that sensitive, but I don't know, most children, I think, are very sensitive. So again, this is about letting go of our agenda. The parent says, uh, we're not getting anywhere. And I'm worried that his view that this is not for him is becoming more and more entrenched. Yes, she's invested in this being her job and her project. And again, I would love to relieve her of this feeling that this is her responsibility, and really give it to him. And that's actually the key to it happening sooner, giving this responsibility to our children where it belongs. It's their bodies. Only their bodies can do this. And we don't want them to get caught up in holding these things that create constipation and um, other issues and and just like this feeling of failure, you know? There are times our children are going to experience failure, but they don't need to experience around this. We don't want to make this into something where where they're disappointing us and they're failing and they're not living up. Because, again, he's got these impulses. He doesn't understand himself that are saying they want this too much. Don't do it. You know, you can't do this yet. You've got to hold on. I mean, children feel also like that these parts of them, that their bodily functions, these parts of them belong to them, you know, and they don't want to let go of that. They don't want to give that away until they're ready. You know, somebody tells them, we want you to give that away and put it in a potty. Their bodies are just going to say, no, <laughs> this is mine. I'm going to hold on. So it doesn't help us to do that. Um, and then she says, we're not getting anywhere. And I'm worried that this view that it's not for him is becoming more and more entrenched. He will even lie about what has happened. It's just water. mummy. someone spilled a drink. You know, yeah, it's this isn't something that is ideal for our relationship, that we're creating this desire to not share with us what's really going on because the child feels that we're disappointed. She says, I'm actually quite impressed with his inventiveness. Yeah, children are amazing this way. But I can't help but feel I'm missing something. What I believe she's missing is the responsibility of this development. She's taking it on rather than giving it to her child where it belongs. I'm pretty sure he knows when he needs to go. For instance, when he's in the bath, he will pause and look down before he pees. So um, there are three aspects of development that need to be in place for children to be able to use the potty. The first is physically, you know, being able to feel the sensation of needing to go and you know, recognizing that and sit on a potty themselves and do all of that. So that's one. Another one is cognitive, that they understand that this is happening and they can, you know, understand what they've seen us do and what they know um, that is expected of them at a certain time when they're ready to go on a potty and, and do it there. And then the big one that is usually the last to develop And that's the emotional one. And that one we can really kind of interfere with, with these agendas. So that's what I've been talking about. And that's what it sounds like. I mean, he understands about (laughs) peeing. He knows when it's about to happen. He can feel that physically in his body. He cognitively understands that, you know, probably going in the bath is not what you want. And he definitely knows, you know, going in the floor is not what you want. But he's just not emotionally ready to, he still has this impulse to to not go on the potty. And then she says his older brother is autistic and has only just learned to use the toilet independently. I'm wondering if that is having an impact in some way. Well, that's a really interesting thing to consider. My thought is that the impact this has had is on the mother Um, Because perhaps that child needed a more guided approach or the mother took a more guided, directed approach with that child. And this child um, really needs to own his accomplishment and needs to be trusted, needs to have this be his agenda, not his parents' agenda. Be, you know, given that carte blanche to (laughs) do it in his time. So that's where I think the impact is. I mean, really, parenting is about us and how we perceive things and um, how we perceive our role and how we perceive our child and their behavior. So I think the impact is on the mother, maybe that she has done it another way with that other child, and now she is seeing that this is not working with this child. So what I would recommend is... Again, totally backing off, letting this be his accomplishment and saying to him something like, you know, we've been working on helping you get to the potty. We're going to stop doing that. Um, You're showing us that you're not ready. And we appreciate that, that you've been giving us that message. We want to know about you. And so we're going to give you the comfort of diapers for as long as you need it. And when you're ready, let us know. I'm going to be happy to help you in any way I can when you're ready, but we trust you on this and we want you to be comfortable and not worry about these things. I want to take these concerns off your plate and then follow through with that. Really believing that and totally letting go of this. This is what I know works. There may be other ways that work with with some children, but this way works with every child that I've ever come across. So that's what I recommend. I hope this advice is helpful. And again, that article on my website, you might want to check out also my other podcasts and uh, um, my books, which are again, available on audible.com and uh, amazon.com and, and also an ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble and apple.com. Thanks for listening. We can do this.